Rita, your brothers are looking for you. Rita, are you listening to that podcast again? See, si, I'm listening to the podcast again. It's one of my favorite podcasts. <sighs> it's a waste of time, Maria. There's it so much to go and do. It is not a waste of time. I love this stuff these boys talk about. It's ridiculous. It's lies. It's fairy tales told by idiots. You don't know sexy, that it's lies. Sexy, sexy idiots. You have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, These sexy, amazingly hunks of men know exactly what they're talking about. They do so much research. Rita, no one is arguing that these men are the pinnacles of manliness and sex appeal. But what they say to you is garbage and lies. This is so dumb. You know what I tell you? I like things that are mysterious. You cannot stand that. Oh, really? Really? Oh, really? See? <laughs> Agree what's mysterious. Cryptids and monsters are so cool. Till you find out that they're all boom. <laughs> I have some books full of old myths. You should lead the house to start with. <laughs> Stories of ghosts are mysterious. Let's raise a toast to mysterious. We are in ghosts and mysterious. You've overdosed on mysterious. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. All full of holes just like Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn of cultures and short stints. Better brush up on your accents. Oh, oh snap. We'll take on the mysterious. Don't make me on with mysterious. Dusk till dawn with mysterious. Sanity's gone with mysterious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here we are free to learn folklore. All of that stuff is a real bore, Yawn. Free to explore lots of weird sites. Free to shut up with your weird shite. No rationale is mysterious. Mad Royale is mysterious. Nobody shall get mysterious. But all our pals are mysterious. That's so true. I'm mysterious. Swords. Swords. Shuffling puppies. Eating fire! <laughs> spinning plates! I should just go back to Fox News. You could learn more shit from Blue's Clues. <laughs> Everyone thinks you are too crass. Everyone then can kiss our eyes. Oh. 
wake up a chunk of mysterious. Time to transfer the mysterious. We're always drunk and mysterious. Time to debunk the mysterious. And we're done. Come on, stop, everybody. Beyond the Needle, ah, blurry photo. See, welcome. Guten Tag. Bonjour. Konnichiwa. Konbenwa. Me amo David Flora. Nehao ma. My name's Dave Stecco. I hope everybody's doing bueno. Yeah. Hey, bueno. Muy bueno. Superlatively bueno. And welcome to this this spicy, spicy episode of Blurry Photos. Es verdad. <laughs> wow. Es verdad. Um, yeah. Yeah. How, how, how'd you like that? Yeah. We haven't done a musical intro for a while, so there I'm glad go. that we just improvised that on the fly and then got our friends to back us up. Right. And uh, for those of you who are waiting for a musical, you're welcome. For those of you who are like, finally, yeah. no singing for a month or two. They listened. They were like, oh, okay. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't guessed, we're going to be taking a little trip mm-hmm. south of the boudoir. And south of the boudoir. Mm. To the den. Uh, today, we are talking about El Dorado. Dramatic guitar. Oh man, we're gonna wear that one out tonight. Dramatic thunder sound. What? Wow, I'm excited. You don't you often. Got... Yeah, you don't often do that to yourself. That's usually my job. <laughs> oh man, it's it's true. This is a this is a great one. This is classic. El Dorado. Yeah. This the lost city of gold. Chances are, I I like saying I like saying things like this up, <laughs> up front. Uh, having no basis for it or or knowing anything. I am God's favorite creature. Uh, chances are you've heard of El Dorado, but have you heard the whole story? Well, have you heard Have you heard what, what, what the liberal media is trying to keep you from finding out? Buy gold. <laughs> buy city, buy real it, estate. Invest in, in gold. In a city made of gold. Build yourself a house uh, m- 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 made out of gold. And, but don't forget colloidal silver. You can only get it from my website. It's the only place where you can get colloidal silver to keep your family safe in the coming wars. No, no, because no, there's a war no, on. No, no, What happens when they they wash off this gold in in the lake? <laughs> you have nothing to clean that water except my water filter. Buy my water filters. <laughs> Buy my water filters. Um. Oh man. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's go down to uh, South America and and talk about what El Dorado is. What the legend is. Take this South American moment to say, Chingate, Alex Jones. Oh. Yeah. Ouch. Yep. Blurry photos uncensored in South America. That's right. <laughs> uh, <gasps> where? Okay. Where did this uh, legend originate? And is it real? Yeah. Should you get your passport updated? Yes, you should. Get on a plane. Mm-hmm. Fly to Ecuador, si. Colombia, mm-hmm. Venezuela, Peru. Any anything Peru? Any anything anywhere down in there? And the, and go the Amazon basin. Just dive into the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you'll find out at the end of this episode. That's right. Throughout, I think you'll form your opinion. Throughout, dude. Yeah. 
So let's start in on what this legend is. We'll give you the the overview. Yeah. This is what everybody knows. The broadest strokes. Somewhere in South America, there lies a hidden city made entirely of gold. Gold. Houses, streets, people even coated in gold dust. Yep. Golden people. The city's treasuries apparently filled with... Garbage, because they were reverso people. (laughs) Dumped all their treasure outside of town. That'll cost you 14 banana peels and an apple core. I can't afford that. (laughs) Reverso people. Reverso. Joke's on you, Spaniards. (laughs) They took showers in mud. What? Other people's trash. (laughs) Uh, No. The treasuries were filled with untold amounts of gold and precious jewels. At that point, is it even a treasury? If everything's made of gold, so it's just like a it's like a Home Depot. It's just a building supply lot. Don't shit on my dream, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying your dream is expansive, and you have to respect the laws of it. I'll I'll deal with my dream sheriff when I get to town. All right. <laughs> Don't want no dream posse stringing me up in the middle of the night. Truth. Gold rustlers. <laughs> yeah. There were even uh, gold and silver mines around uh, the city to boot. Yep. Uh, if one could find it, one would be a god among men. Oh, yeah. With more wealth than mankind had ever known before. Mm-hmm. And uh, no economic knowledge of what flooding the market with that much gold would actually do to the value of None. gold, but we never got that far with it. None. Uh, tales of El Dorado swirled around Europe beginning in the 16th century and that's 1500s that's 1500s and they continue to this day yeah it was made infamous by the expeditions of spanish conquistadors and has evolved and grown over the years we'll tell you what it's evolved from and to right now Yes. Let's talk about the origins of this thing. As we have no doubt heard over the years, the Spanish sacked and plundered their way across South America. Yep. In the 16th century. The most effective weapon, their own venereal disease. (laughs) Or just diseases (laughs) in general. Yeah. I think syphilis came to us. I mean, I think that's a joke they played on us. Oh. Yeah. Womp womp. Wasn't funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But we did we, we brought smallpox and yeah. so And horses. <laughs> <laughs> After Hernan Cortes raped the Aztec Empire and dethroned their leader Montezuma in fifteen nineteen. Wonder if that guy'll ever get his revenge. Every day, dude. <laughs> uh they brought back tons of spoils in the form of gold and silver. And showed what was possible in the new world. Yep. If you set your mind and uh, killed a lot of people. If all you want to do is wipe an entire nation of people from the earth and take all of their their cumulative possessions and place them inside of one boat, you can make it look easy. (laughs) And when I say tons of spoils, I I mean thousands of pounds of spoils. Yeah. Literal tons. Following this game plan... Our uh, our good pal down in the south, Francisco Pizarro, did the same to the Incas and their leader, Atahualpa, in 1533. And soon enough, fortune seekers from all over Europe, mostly Spain, converged on South America and set off to find all the treasure they could ever dream of. Yep. 
South America was the promised land for gold. Gold, gold, gold. It's believed that the beginnings of the name El Dorado began with a conquistador named Sebastian de Belalcazar in 1535. Uh, He was a ruthless dick and also founder of Quito, Ecuador. I spent some time there. Did you meet him? No, he was dead. Oh, that was a trick. (laughs) You are very smart, my friend. He is still alive. (laughs) Loiters on a street corner and rambles. And the the reason that he was such a a jag, he killed women and children. Yep. I mean, who didn't? I don't. I mean, I don't feel like that even puts you into a pantheon of conquistadors. Some, I think, some were better than others, but he was at the bottom of the the old Mm. Van Dyke scale. No idea what that even means. Now, Quito had been a far north Incan city, Mm -hmm. but the Incas uh, burned it and hid their treasure before he got there. So they learned that he was on his way. Yeah, because keep in mind, these guys are working um, east to west. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of stories, plenty of warnings. Like, I mean, and. Well, if anybody can get a message to, to another city. Right. The yeah. Incas could. Yeah, they were exceptionally good at communication and and very accurate communication. Mm-hmm. And the, the conquistadors weren't being subtle about it. No, no. Incas compared to uh, uh, Romans in the sense that they connected their empire with Rhodes, uh, one of the first uh, major civilizations down there in, in South America to do that. And then they had a, a system, a relay system of runners yeah, and I think we've talked about this in the podcast before. We may have. We talked about Kipu and Yeah, they they it was said that they could cover 300 miles in a day. Wow. With with uh with their their system. Uh And they had the uh, the elaborately tied corded uh cords, the mm-hmm. knotted cords that right. they called Kipu that were able to encode very uh complex information and like not only um news but uh fiscal information um, you know, information about crop yields. I mean, very, very sophisticated information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we talked about that in our Tiwanaku episode. Yeah. Maybe. For more fart jokes about Kipu, listen to episode <laughs> 263, Tiwanaku. Um, Belalcazar uh, basically rebuilt the, uh, the city there, named it Quito. Mm-hmm. So he, he started hearing stories from, from natives uh, in present-day Colombia before uh, you know, he shoved his sword in them, ending their lives. They uh, they were able to tell him about a valley called Dorado that was said to be full of treasure from from the the people that lived there. Right, and he sent a couple of soldiers in search of this valley, and that was very unsuccessful. Nothing going there. So he's in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. This is on the western coast, the northwestern coast of South America. Yeah, and, still inland, but yeah, and. He starts working his way a little bit up north to Colombia. Here's tales, and and we'll get back to this point soon as well. And uh, spoiler alert: at no point in this story did was peace on earth was all it said. <laughs> that was never the treasure. But this was just hard, cold gold. God <laughs> See, you've converted me. Yay! Uh, the people living in Colombia were called the Muisca. 
Yeah, I keep think I keep wanting to say Musica, but Musica. that's not right. But it's yeah, Musica, or- Musica, and had been there since around 1270 BCE. Yep. They also uh, went by the name the Chibcha. I like Chibcha way more. <laughs> Chibcha in the uh, uh, Colombian Central Highlands. In 1537, whispers of wealthy natives somewhere in the region brought former lawyer. Gonzalo Jimenez de Quesada from the northern Colombian coastal town of Santa Marta down to what would later be called Bogota. Mm -hmm. He was a a lawyer in in Spain, didn't go so well for him, so he set off uh, in search of I'll try my lawyering in the new world. Y'all never heard of tort? (laughs) Torta? Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Um... So he took 900 men, went south, worked his way south from uh, uh, the northern coast there in Santa Marta mm-hmm. down to what's now Bogota. It's a, it's a good distance yeah. down through there. And not easy terrain. Well, not easy so much that only 166 of the 900 men survived. <laughs> but that was enough to conquer the Muisca people. Yeah. And that may be where the tale of a ritual for new kings may have been learned for the first time. This ritual is is an important thing, important part of the the whole El Dorado story. Yeah, this is this is one of the the rare points in history where people got sort of paid for their in- inquiry. <laughs> the this ritual was learned and later published in the book El Carnero by Juan Rodriguez Frail, who was the son of a conquistador, in 1636. That's when it was published. Here's what uh, what would happen for the uh, the new king of the Muisca people, or, or maybe the new chief, you know, the, he- yeah. the head dude, dude in charge. A raft would carry the new king out to the middle of a lake, and that lake was uh, Lake Guadavida, along with four high priests... And a lot of gold trinkets. Yep, a lot of gold. Uh, they had uh, four braziers on the on the boat. They would light them up. They'd burn incense. Uh, the king would have his body naked as a jaybird, naked as the day he was born, and he would cover it in mud or resin. Um, I think Frail's account called it sticky earth. Yep. And then he would get covered in gold dust. Head to toe. And then when they got to the middle of the lake, he would stand up and he'd throw gold and jewels in the lake as offering to their god. And so would the priests. And then they would return to the shore to celebrate. Along the shore, a lot of the uh, natives, the people of the um, empire or kingdom or city or, you know, but the the people the that... Municipality. Right. They would, uh, they would be partying, uh, although... They would go silent when they got when the king got to the middle of the lake and uh, lots of incense and they said that there was so much that it blotted out the light from the sun. Yeah, they were delib- they were deliberately lighting very smoky fires because mm-hmm. he also in the lead up to this had to spend time in a cave. He oh, wasn't yeah. allowed to see the sun. He had to he could only come out at night. No women. Yep. No salt. No wasn't, salt. Wasn't allowed to eat no, salt. No chili peppers. I think he was allowed to have those. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Just no salt. No thought, um, no thought, no thought, no, no girl. Um, but so they 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 did all this. Now, 
He did dive into the lake, right? Ah. Some some versions have the king diving in and washing the gold off. Frail's version doesn't mention that. Hmm, okay. Uh, the deal with that version, though, the, the version that was found in El Carnero, well, it was a less historical account uh, and more so a gossip book of the day. Well. It was just telling, telling all the dirty little secrets that was happening in the court uh, there in Colombia. I think it was. I think it was the Colombian one, but I think you kind of you, you kind of have to take this version with a, a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. This was again because it. I mean, it is a, a pretty elaborate ceremony, but it's very easy to embellish that. And, right. Well, I heard that they threw three hundred statues of the king, and they were all made of gold. And- yeah, the priests were also naked. Yep, they were. Everybody was naked. <laughs> Everybody just stripped off, got golded, and... That's right. Dude, that's a party. Gilded, I guess. Yeah, that's a party, brother. So uh, the the reason that people take that seriously, though, is there, there was a poem by one of Quesada's men that had a similar account, uh, as did a short quote from an actual Spanish historian, Gonzalo de Oviedo, in the 16th century. And they all mentioned, this, you know, similar uh, aspects of... Uh, the guy getting gold dust on it, mm-hmm. rowing out in the raft, and the priests and the people and, and all that stuff. And the white So I think that's why people still kind of take it seriously, even though it was kind of a, a trashy yeah. book. But anyway, and we're, we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna swing back around to this story. But there was you have to understand that South America was a huge place. Yeah, and still is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> And uh, there was these rumors were working on a lot of levels. So there's a lot of um, duplicate activity that's happening, and not necessarily always at the exact same time, but very, very close by, but in very different areas. There are people searching for this, hearing their own version of the rumors, hearing of other vague things. So there, there is any given moment, there are a few thousand conquistadors and and they're they're men and most to be pitied they're indentured captured mm. slave people that they're dragging around the continent right. trying so to find they, their yeah, yeah anything they find they're getting hauled around by the natives that they're capturing and and keep in mind just as a general rule and we'll come up this will come up here and there in different stories is that there was a lot of people possessed a lot of gold items right. in South America. They weren't necessarily like the richest people in the world, but they their their societies valued gold and goldsmithing and so they like there was a fair amount of items and, and trinkets and things like that to be found. Mm-hmm. And so while any of these groups they're out there they're asking three questions and killing a hundred people and then moving on. Yeah. And when they do that, they keep coming across more gold than people in Europe have. Yeah, yeah. And so the thought is, well, if I know how how people in Europe live, and these, these are the peasants, these are the commoners, I'm used to killing these kind Savages, of people. Savages, yeah. Right. But if they have this, then, oh, man. Yeah. When we find the better people, the yeah. people higher up the stratum, oh, man. And that's a huge carrot on top of a genocidal donkey. 
And it is, and, and the it, donkey's trying to eat it so bad, right, so bad, so bad. And and that's the thing. And this is um, all, every one of these expeditions runs into this 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 very similar problem where they keep getting encouraging results, mm-hmm. not the big score they're after, but just enough. Ju- yeah, and so it it really I think that it exacerbated the extent of these expeditions oh, yeah. by a huge amount because it just seemed that every village that they that they destroyed. Yielded some more gold, right. and right. oh, geez! Well, eventually, we've got to be working our way up the food chain here. It's not really the way it worked, right? And and as you said, a lot of lot of gold that that was floating around, not necessarily currency to these people. Yeah, no, it was more spiritual for them. So it still held some value, just not in the same way that it held value for the Spanish, right? And and I even read some things that they would just be floating down a river or walking along a trail and, and they just come across laying on the ground yeah. that was gold, just either gold trinkets or, or gold nuggets or, you know, it, it seemed like just this land of, of milk and goldie Yep, that, that they were, they were traveling. So much in. gold. You could spread it on toast. Yeah. And, and I think some of them did. Toasting gold. Yep. Went, kind of went a little nuts. <laughs> the jungle will do that to you. Um, the king, uh, in that was in the gold dust, yep. the Muisca or the Chibcha uh, people, may have been El Dorado. Yeah, because it translates as the Golden One. Uh, may have even been called El Hombre Dorado, uh, which is the Golden Man, or El Rey Dorado, which is the Gold King. Yep. Um, any any one of those. Uh, could have morphed into this idea of El Dorado, which started off as this uh, this person from this tale, this ritualistic uh, event that happened for this king. And as that grew and spread, it turned from a man into yeah. a whole city. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, Everything covered in gold. We will run into this infinitely because this is part of just human behavior. Yeah. You can't tell the story you heard. You got to you gotta put a little, little extra mustard on that hot dog. A little extra things, gold on that toast. Yep. It's right. And so things get progressively weirder and weirder. And, of course, the, the old unforgiving jungle did an added service of offering a perfect setting for... A, a city of this caliber to just be hidden in. Right. I mean, this is extraordinarily uh, mountainous terrain with lots of deep volcanic valleys in it. I mean, Quito itself is in one of these volta- volcanic valleys. It's it's three miles wide and 11 miles long. Wow. And it just fills this valley. And, and that's such a common feature in that part of the world that, yeah, I mean, you you could come extraordinarily close if you just, if you don't, <laughs> It's so easy to miss it. And walk right by it. Yeah. And because of the overgrowth and everything, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd never know. Now, did you did you go out into the jungle at all? I did. How I was did. that? It was pretty cool. I mean, it's it's very, it's very high altitude. It's the Andes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's gorgeous and, and fascinating. And um, I would not last two days on my own Isn't out there. Isn't that funny? Like, I could last one day, but that's just because that's the first day and I'd be scared and just sit in one spot. <laughs> then I get up and walk around and that's my ass. Boom, yeah. done. I, the, the jungle is probably the one place I would not want to be dropped in. Yeah, no. It any, was Any jungle. 
I got a thing with spiders, which you often oh, exploit. Yeah. And I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, and that was my big thing the whole time. I I was actually doing um, uh, some insect identification. Not It's not the reason I went, but there was a, in Quito, there's this thing called L'Hospital Los Andes, which is the big central hospital. And they had a problem with uh, onchocerciasis, uh, uh, which is river blindness. It's a larval infection that causes, um, it's uh, from infected water, and people go blind from it. And so they didn't have enough people to identify black flies, which are the, the vector for this thing. That's the black fly larvae. So I was collecting samples and doing a little bit of identification, just kind of to just to pitch in. Hmm. And um, and that's when I got up there. And it was, it was, it was cool and fun, but I was... I just was like, please just don't see a tarantula. I just, I just can't, I can't see a tarantula. (laughs) And so, yeah. Tarantula. One of mother nature's friendliest foes. (laughs) No. Mother nature's giantest foam middle finger. (laughs) Oh, tarantulas. Mm -mm. No, thank you. They are fast. Good. I, I can't even think about it. But anyway. Back, um, back to how hard it is to find a city of gold. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so the jungle not not a not a cool place for humans. Uh, perfect place for El Dorado, and this was this was part of the reason that it added to the mystique. Like I said, because people go into the jungle, they don't come out. Nope. So somebody could have found it and not lived to tell the tale. Yeah, and then and then that gets distorted to. Well, they went in there. They must have found it, and they're just living there, just yeah. loving it. Could have been that, yeah. Uh, and and also, like we said, could have walked past it. Could have been ten yards away. Yep. And and you walk right past it with nine hundred men, and then next day, five hundred men. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and the jungle does the what it does. Diseases and stuff. That's uh, like I couldn't. I I couldn't get past. I would not be able to get past. Uh, just like. Oh, you fall in the the river, and now a now a a, a small piranha type fish swims up your pepe. Oh yeah, yep. You know, and there's a I mean there are the things that can happen. Maybe in your Jose too. <laughs> there is a uh, uh, true story um, of a guy in Brazil. He was a prisoner, and uh, the penitentiary he was was right up against the jungle, and he escaped. But on his way out, cut his cheek on the razor wire. <laughs> Boom, he's off in the jungle, and they can't I know, find him. I know this story. And uh, two weeks later, he comes stumbling back, delirious with fever, and his cheek wound, his just little cut, got infected, and there was just... Uh, it's a gross story. Sure. It involves fly larvae, Yep. and uh, they saved his life, but he was maimed forever from it because they... In the jungle, it is just, it is the place for infection. It's the place where, where uh, a, a scratch absolutely can kill you there. Oh, yeah. It's waiting to kill you. And everything makes causes scratches. Yeah, and you also, keep in mind, um, very, very much so, the native population was on the losing side of this, but there was a lot, there's just, this is unintentional germ warfare there are so many diseases flying back and forth between these populations that haven't had contact before mm, yeah. that um, there are people dying on both sides 
way, way, way more South Americans. Yeah. But uh, but nonetheless, yeah, there are just so many ways to die. I mean, their immune system was good, but it wasn't musket ball good. Right. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's it was just such a, a, a tragic event. In 1541, the half-brother of, Pren- of Francisco Pizarro w- uh, was told of riches to the east of Quito, and yeah oh it's out there there's this valley yeah just keep walking yeah if you it's i mean it's believe me i'd take you there i am beat i can't make that i did that a few years ago i was dating a girl she thought it would be fun it's full of everything you would want as a conquistador conquistador filling boats of stuff it's got gold it's got silver it's full of cinnamon Cinnamon. yeah Yeah. oh yeah (laughs) oh it's yeah no it's it's just over there but I'm, i'm gonna take a nap yeah yeah. yeah, I'll I'll celebrate. I'll buy you a beer when you come back. Oh yeah, I'm I sorry. Mean. I'll buy you a cerveza when mm-hmm. you come. Back. Uh, so so he and uh, his lieutenant, who was named Francisco de Oriana, took off. Francisco de, I'm not going to work here anymore. <laughs> uh, but the Pizarro half brother gave up <laughs> after you know getting raped by the jungle. Shh. And uh, told Oriana to keep going. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice thing about being in charge, I, I guess. That. I quit. Keep going. Yeah. So Oriana did, and his ass reached the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. He inadvertently is the first known person to, to travel the entire Amazon. Yep. He was credited with the discovery of the Amazon River uh, and named it. Because did you read? Did you hear about this? I heard about this. Uh, there was a little, a little dust up, a little ballyhoo, a little, yeah. a little problem with Along some, the way. Uh, some lady warriors, ladies, ladies with spears, mm-hmm. trying to trying to pick them off as they floated down the river, and uh, and decided to name it after the Amazons, the uh, uh, from from Greece, the the yep. Greek, Greek mythology, the the warrior tribe, the Amazons, Wonder Woman. Yeah, in 1545. Hernan Perez de Quesada, who was the brother of the other Quesada that was up there in mm-hmm. Quesada, um, tried to he he found the lake Guadavita. Yep, tried to drain it of water to find the treasure using the most Tom and Jerry of methods. Because uh, again, this the, the the rampant exploitation here. Well, we've got all these guys we captured. Yeah. Give them all buckets. Right. That's like a... Line up, fuckers. Yeah, that's like a fraternity punishment. (laughs) Uh, I want you guys to empty this lake. Here are your buckets. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Here are your sponges. (laughs) Alpha Kappa Row. I hope that's not a real fraternity. I don't know. Not a bro till you're Alpha Kappa Row. Oh. (laughs) Um, you have earned the right to pop your collar. So they they tried to empty this lake by bucket. After three months, they had dropped the lake three meters. That's right, nine feet. That's th- one meter per month. Not good enough. <laughs> they did find a bit of gold, apparently. Yep. Uh, it was worth about $100,000. Yeah, that's legit. But that was it. Yeah, and, and keep in mind... Like everyone is dying, very difficult to do. A thousand, hundred thousand sounds like a lot of money. Maybe not entirely worth it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, continuing on, I'll give you a short timeline of this uh, this lake. 
Oh, because yeah. everybody everybody thinks the bottom of this lake is just filled with untold treasure. Right. This this lake is the South American Oak Island. Yeah. But people are actually turning up stuff. Yep. 1580, a uh, guy by the name of Sepulveda cut a notch in the side of the lake. Yeah. Way smarter. This is a crater lake. Yeah. It's got high edges. You can just... Yep. He, he cut a little, little notch, drained, was able to drain it 20 meters. Yeah. Of course, he was able to kill a lot of people in the process. Yep. Yeah. Everyone... That's not easy. Well, the, the, it collapsed at the end as they were working on it, so it just washed away a ton of his workers. Sure. But Idiot. it washed down 20 meters, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, he apparently found around $400,000 worth of yeah. junk. In 1898, this is the, I like this. This is great. Ahead, a British company uh, went down there, cut a hole in the mountain. Yeah, they below tunneled, it. Yeah, they tunneled in and then came up under the lake. They were like, "Fuck it, this water is done for." And they drained it, fully drained it. Yep. What'd they find? Muck, more muck than they a could deal with. They could not move around or they could do nothing it was such deep filth uh, mud and stuff they couldn't move through it they it was it was right in front of them and they couldn't do shit about it <laughs> to add insult to, to injury there the that mud dried yeah which i i love that they're like okay shit we can't work around the mud we'll let it dry then we'll be fine yeah. which is I, I mean it makes sense what else can you do yeah so how'd that mud Buckets. turn out? Yeah, what'd that, what'd that mud do? Well, imagine um, just piling a bunch of old, uh, I don't know, adobe huts on each other yeah. and then trying to dig through, through Nature's them. concrete formed. Nature's a concrete. They couldn't get, once it dried, they couldn't dig back into it. They couldn't, <laughs> they, they, they were just shafted. This, this really is the South American Oak Island. Yeah, which, I mean, that's frustrating. <laughs> they found about 500 pounds worth of... Of uh, gold and, and stuff. Hey, that's 500 pounds of gold? In 1898, I guess that, you know. Actually, I think by the time they were done with it, it was around 1929. So they spent a good deal. But 500 pounds was not going to cover the expense. They went under pretty quickly. And in 1965, the, the government down there made it a protected area. No more treasure trawling. Yeah, which is, I mean... God, I wish that they would do like really careful uh, excavations of that. I mean, there's such a, a lack of ink and gold that survived. So much of it was melted down into ingots and sent back over in ships. It's there's so little of it that I mean, just to know that there's this time capsule sitting there because <laughs> it's there. It's you can there. still go there. It's refilled with water and yeah, it's it a tourist spot. Refilled. I mean, I'm guessing they had to collapse that, or maybe the mud and slime. Stopped up the hole that they that they bored out or something, but yeah, it filled back up. It's still there. The thing that I wonder is when they drained all that water out. I mean, what, did they have a sieve up? Were they were they checking the waters that went up because it carried so much all right. material with it? You know, it, <laughs> is I'm, it, I'm sure is it down in the mountain now somewhere. Like, did it all run down this this tube that they created? Well, anyway. um one one more little piece of, of history nugget here. Uh, 1595, uh, Sir Walter Raleigh. Oh, he's famous. Sought it with his son, Watt. <laughs> what? What? Raleigh. 
I need some help. What? By the way, um, just while we were talking here, I did some quick, some quick calculations. Oh, yeah? 500 pounds of gold. British sterling. How much no. money do you think that's worth? Oh, I'm sorry. It was 500 pounds sterling. Oh, that was worth it 500 was, pounds. It was worth 500 British pounds. Oh, I thought you meant it was a unit of weight. So I was like, sorry, oh, I don't yeah. know, bro. So I, if that's uh, $10.3 million, yeah. <laughs> probably worth it. I don't care how many people died. Well. <laughs> that's right. I don't I'm, care how um, many cultures got a mercenary. I mean, you know, a couple of thousand dollars, whatever. But right. you, you cross the double digits of millions. Yeah, you could kill a lot of people. <laughs> and that's where our so, listeners went. Sorry, everybody. I'm out. Yeah. No, wait, wait. I know how to fix this. The TV's taught me. Uh, I've got a lot of demons. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to go to rehab. I'll be, I'll be back later. And then I hope that I can just have everything back that I just f***ed up with my terrible ideas. <laughs> Uh, Watt, Raleigh, was killed by Spaniards while they were down there. Uh, Walter Raleigh was old by this time. He didn't really go out exploring much, but he was there to expand English territory, yep. basically. He was, a sta- he was to establish an English presence, disrupt Spanish stuff, but not engage them. That's That was the one job that he had was told explicitly, do not engage uh, the Spanish. Which uh, which makes sense because they had quite the head start. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot more of them there. It's the reason no one speaks English in South America. But what happens? Spaniards engaged. Yep. Warp 9, Mr. Data. Stiff up a lip. Warp 9. <laughs> yeah. What? You have the helm. Oh, wait. No, you don't because you got killed by Spaniards. Instantly. What? Raleigh died of of, of Spaniard. Terminal Spaniardism. (laughs) He had a brain Spaniardism. So Sir Walter Raleigh went back home. Burned that one. That was a good one. (laughs) That's all right. You've got plenty to to drudge from this lake. Yeah. Um, He went back home. This was the court of James I. If you don't remember, go listen to our Guy Fox episode. That's right. The uh, the magnificent penis that yeah. was James the First. Yeah, he is uh, as as popular at home as he was abroad. Yeah, sixteen eighteen. Sir Walter Raleigh sentenced to beheading. He was executed for disobeying his orders of engaging Spaniards. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that Sir Walter Raleigh was was executed. I didn't either. Thank you, El Dorado, for taking us to that interesting piece of English history. So when you boil it down, El Dorado, not a thing. No, it's just a a great way to get a lot of people killed. Yeah, and this was was expertly uh, administered by the poor people that were getting conquered. Yeah. They were saying, no, dude, we don't have the gold. But if you just go through the jungle, yeah. right over there, if you just keep trucking through the jungle, keep on going, just a day away. Just yeah, and if you don't get there, there in a day, it's probably the jungle. Yeah. It slowed you down. Just keep going. Oh man, just get away from us, right? And you'll find the, everything you want in the world. It's, I mean, it's comeuppance. But the thing is, I mean, on the other hand, it's not because. Well, you get 50 Spaniards, they're hauling 2,000 native people, and they're, everyone's dying, yeah, you know? So yeah. so even then, it's not even like a, a cool tactic. It's just a tragedy. Right. Well, I mean, a it, was tragedy. What, it was all they could do. Yeah. 
And it's, and I, you know, and I wonder what, how much of that was deliberate, how much of that it's just the Spanish talking amongst themselves. I mean, and how much the, the locals were, were feeding that or trying to deny it or, you know, just trying to like, all right, if this is, you're going to, are you going to leave me alive? Then yes, right. let's go on an expedition. Exactly. Yeah. Are you going to leave me alive? Then yeah, head over the mountain. Yeah. I'll go with you. Oh, you're not going to kill me because you need me to carry stuff. Great. Yeah. I'm going to keep us moving. I'm going to wait till you fall dead yeah. of a scratch or a tarantula. <laughs> and then I'm going to haul ass through the through the jungle like I know how to do. Right. <laughs> oh, so it's and it's sad. It's, so it's just a, it's a very simple story that got distorted and blown up Hugely. and moved around and 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 now it represents, you know, something that you can't attain. Yeah. Something that that's a goal but it's just not attainable. There, there are no estimates on how many people died no. for this. Nobody wants to do that math. It would break <laughs> your heart. Um, El Dorado has uh, a lot of stuff in, in pop culture. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does. It's got that cartoon, Search for the Cities of Gold. If yeah. anybody watched that, that was on Nickelodeon. I watched the bejesus out of it. The, and speaking of cartoons, there's the Road to El Dorado, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, isn't, there, isn't there also like that kid's game show? Had a great big... Are you talking about Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah. I, I don't think that, that was this, like un, this. Unspoken, but unspoken, related. Sure. Related. I, that, was related. A, that was an amazing show, though. Never saw it. No. Too no. old. Really? Too old. They have, they've got it rerunning somewhere. Yeah. You, you've got to watch some watch it. it. No, you've got to watch an episode or two. I, not, not with Murder, She Wrote still on. Touche. Oh. <laughs> well, I can't touch that. Um, but in it's in a it's in video games. Uh, yeah, it's in everything. Everybody, it's like an an author's uh, wet dream. You have the setting for any not, adventure everywhere. Not all authors. I mean, George R. R. Martin's wet dreams slightly wetter. <laughs> anyway, it has it has also been the inspiration for. Uh, many a creative mind. Oh yeah, including uh, our friend Edgar Allan Poe. Oh crap! <laughs> oh no! You guys, uh, you guys ever read this poem? Oh, you, I. You know, he's too scary for me. I. I'll tell you what. That guy needs to go to church or something. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll. I'll read this super scary poem to you right now. If I. If I was friends with him, you know what I'd do? I'd go by that song "Happy" and I just make him listen to it. All right, so here's here's the po the po poem poem the poem. I hope that he said that a lot. I've written a poem. <laughs> <laughs> That's why and he wasn't allowed to be happy. Boy, die, be shaken, and po. This one's called Mask of the Red Death. <laughs> Before I get to the poem, uh, carriage food, right? Who who's eating that? <laughs> I like that he just stepped off the boat from London's East End too. <laughs> and why do people eat George Washington pie? Am I right? <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> the the poem i will tell jokes never more 
All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> that should have stopped a while ago, and we didn't. That's our bad. Uh, El Dorado by Edgar Allan Poe. Gaily bedight, a gallant knight in sunshine and in shadow, had journeyed long, singing a song in search of El Dorado. But he grew old, this knight so bold, and o'er his heart a shadow fell as he found no spot of ground that looked like El Dorado. And as his strength failed him at length, he met a pilgrim, Shadow. Shadow, said he, what can it be, this land of El Dorado? Over the mountains of the moon, down the valley of the shadow, ride, boldly ride, the shade replied, if you seek for El Dorado. Ooh. So, uh, pretty good, except he just used Shadow and El Dorado every time. Yeah. Do you want to read it? You want to, you want to give it a try? Uh, sure, sure, some, some sure. Add some flavor to it. Okay, well, what, what flavor would my lord prefer? I, dealer's choice. Something that will jazz it up. What's it make you feel? I'd like to thank everyone for uh, coming out tonight to the country farthing. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's really great to hear the support of uh, of all of you guys, fans fans of poetry. Uh, my name is Egg Allen Poe. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, this next one, this next one's called. Uh, all right, I can't. I shouldn't have even have done it then. Um, all right, all right, okay, I got it. A gaily bedight, a gallant knight, in sunshine and in shadow, has journeyed long, singing a song in search of El Dorado. <laughs> oh, don't look. But he grew old this night so bold, and o'er his heart a shadow. Fellas, he found no spot of ground look like El Dorado. My friend Don Luke would have found it. And as his strength failed him at length, he met a pilgrim shadow. Shadow, said he, where can it be? This land of El Dorado. Over the mountains of the moon, down the valley of the shadow. Ride, boldly ride, the shade replied, if you seek El Dorado. Oh, don't look. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Everyone thanks you. All right. Uh, well, that's El Dorado by Hanger Allen P. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there wasn't, I mean, people were putting El Dorado on maps back in the day. Yeah. They were put on maps with no, with, with stories as references yeah there was there was like a because it made it made maps sell it yeah and people followed the maps i mean it could be anywhere between uh peru bolivia all the way up to the coast and colombia guiana up up in that area the northern coast of of south america um the whole basin in between the andes somewhere in the entire continent there's some money. Right. Go find it. Oh. Yeah. And and they were dumb enough to try. 
yeah people are still dumb enough to try oh absolutely i mean i don't know i mean it's it's greed and stupidity i mean stupidity alone gives up there's a there's a little bit of adventurism in there i think yeah you know if if i knew that i was going to be safe i i'd say fuck it let's let's go down there for a week and and troll around the amazon and keep in mind no way dude <laughs> i mean there is again uh, by strip mining an actual population of living people the spanish were able to fill boat after boat after boat with gold so so i mean it, it, it's not like Oh well, you know somebody who hope finds gold. Like these guys are seeing this happen, right? You know, it is a known thing that there is all this gold to be extracted, right? And no one, I don't, I don't know if people are aware of how it was happening. That it, that this wasn't, there wasn't probably some, not. You know, and there are the 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 you know the the the, the famous ransom for a room filled with silver and a room, mm-hmm. fi- you know, there are those moments where there was a huge concentration of wealth handed over mm-hmm. but but for the most part it's just this this it is it's it's strip mining it's like panning for gold but using human lives you're just taking the tiniest piece from so many th- hundreds of thousands of people yeah yeah. yeah and el dorado was just one place one mythical place that mm-hmm. that cropped up there were others i've got a yeah. I'll, I'll run down a small list here uh have you heard of akakor oh yeah Akakor, uh, I th- it that's based on fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that a fictional account that was written by a, a German? Yep. Akakor was an underground city that was supposed to be just fabulous. Didn't didn't have we we've had some Akakor? I don't know. We've had Agartha from Hollow yeah, Earth. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But Akakor, it may be something to look into in the future. There was a whole system, and it goes back to like. I think that ten thousand years BCE. I think we bumped into it in reptilian talk too, maybe. maybe. Um, but it's an underground. It was or is or blah, 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 an underground city. I guess full of just fabulous wealth, the the best life you could live. <laughs> fabulous people. Uh, based uh, the the old uh, Indiana Jones uh, Crystal Skull based mm-hmm. on this idea. Loosely, anyway. Akakor. Uh Paititi. Never heard of it. Incan city of wealth. Oh. Sort of like the Incan El Dorado. I think it's one of those things that they tried to tell the the conquistadors to to get them off their backs. Paititi. Uh, Sierra de la Plata, the Silver Mountains. Another just mountains, uh, Mm -hmm. mountains that that had silver galore. I think they did find some silver mines in there that just was untold wealth. Yep. that, That they were able to mine here and there. But... Uh, Sierra de la Plata, mythical place. Seven cities of gold. Uh, also goes by the name Cibola or Quivira. Good buddy of ours, Vasquez de Coronado. Oh, yeah. Belongs in a museum. Uh, sought Cibola uh, and kept getting told by the natives, keep going north. Yep. Keep going north. There's just there. There's nothing but, but fancy and gold up there. Uh, ended up in Texas. Womp wah, saddest trombone. Um, there was there there was no city of gold there, but the natives keep on going north. You're you'll get to Kivira. There, that's that's the actual city of gold. Keep going, dude. And that city was Denver. Well, and they realized that the gold was within them, and they should stay forever. Not 
Not so much. It was Kansas. He got up to Kansas, apparently. Jesus. And and ran into uh, just, you know, wigwams. <laughs> Thatched huts and... Then he just had, he just had to call bullshit at that point. I, he I think he turned around and went home by then. Yeah, yeah. He I mean he literally found f- all up right. There. Oh God, looking for the city of gold and you find Topeka, Cibola, <laughs> <laughs> Kivira, seven cities of gold. So, uh, friends and lovers, that is Ooh. El Dorado in a very shiny, enticing. <laughs> oh God. Mm. <sighs> Greed. Soft to bite. That's right. Nutshell. You know, uh, you know, Flora, what you could find if you just, you just, just take this podcast just, just a little north. Just tomorrow, you'd be there by. You could be better this afternoon by if t- you really. By this afternoon, if you if you really hustle, if you really hustle, if you I don't have, make I it this afternoon. Puns. Oh, yeah, yes, puns. I'll, well, I'll look for them. Mm-hmm. I found a couple, so oh, yeah? it's really got me thinking I could find more. Oh, really? Well, tell me what you found, and I'll, I'll let you know if that indicates more puns. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this first trinket uh, that I found. It's, uh, it's a bakery. That's, it's really hard to find, though. It's hidden in the city. Really hard to find this place, but they have the most amazing golden bread. Really? Oh, it's so tasty, and it just it glimmers butter. Just golden crust. That sounds so good. It's El Dorado. With an O-U-G-H. Nice. <laughs> well, you know, um, there were a lot of stories going around to, uh, to, to conquistadors. They would trade amongst each other tales they've heard of great wealth. And uh, one of the most sought-after things was um, not, not so much a, an actual... Uh, monetary reward like gold or jewels mm-hmm. but it was so hot there and it, it just mm, all the time see see is muy caliente and it was hot all the time and you know the, you've got a water skin that's warm and what there was legend that there was a refreshing beverage to be found and you had to go to these mountains that were just shrouded in, in condensation <laughs> They were the Sierra Mists. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I did it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Didn't have to change a word. <laughs> I've got a restaurant uh-huh. that uh, it actually specializes in Spanish egg dishes. Oh, huevos. Yeah, but they they just, well, they plunder your your intestines. Oh, no. They tear you up. Oh. They take no prisoners. Oh. And the restaurant is called Conquistador. Oh, nice. I like that one a lot. That's a good pun. <laughs> um, you know, there's a fair amount of historical uh, mysteries uh, regarding the entire, uh, uh, the, I don't know what you call it, the age of the Conquistador. Mm. And the, one the of, conquests. Yeah, yeah, they, the they conquests. They boil it down to. Um, and one of them was uh, an interesting story that goes like this that um the uh the Incan leader in Peru mm-hmm. was able to fake his own death when Pizarro came a calling. Oh yeah? Was not actually murdered. How did he do it? Well, he uh sat in a room and he meditated and he focused uh-huh. until he was able to manifest an Atatulpa. <laughs> to fight for him? That's right. Or to act like Yeah, him? and it uh, and it got killed and Pizarro was like, did it, left. Wow. Yeah. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. Way to way to tie it in back to well, us. That's right. I make us important. You know, there um this isn't this isn't a pun, it's something I forgot to say, but in all this crap and I mean crap that went on for in South America uh, and the horrible stuff, there there was a, a gold lining, mm-hmm. if you'll forgive that pun. Ooh, uh, there was a, there was a little uh, uh, gold lining in all this, and that's uh, South America got mapped. Yeah, as this stuff was sought after. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the reason the guy went up the the Amazon or down yeah. the Amazon more accurately. You know, like they there was. I don't know a benefit, right? Right. It, it's it's a, a a happy consequence. Yeah, I guess you um, blew up the Louvre and found a dime. <laughs> Those are really what it comes down to. Uh, so, I mean, if if there's anything positive at all to take away from this, I mean, it's it's that a lot of that stuff that is very difficult to to map and and scout out and 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 everything. We we wouldn't have some of that knowledge today if it weren't for some of these idiots. Well, we'd have it today. We'd have it today. Well, I, even today, it's still hard to do, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, even uh, honestly, like even the sat-nav of those areas is, I mean, I tried to look up Google Earth style. I wanted yeah. to see the lake and it's it's out of like the coastal area where they take the high def photos. So mm. it's like this big blurry mess and you could street view it though. Oh yeah? Yeah. So anyway, you know, Senor Flora, there is a legend of something so valuable, a treasure so precious, a man would kill his own mother in front of her grandmother to get it. Oh, 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 tell me of this treasure. (laughs) My friend, Donuka, had a treasure. That he shared with uh, the Hacienda. <laughs> I suddenly want to punch you in the dick, Senor Flora. <laughs> <laughs> the answer was listener mail. <laughs> <laughs> There's our Freaky Friday Bet episode. Bet you expected that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> you're a dick. And <laughs> yeah, we got some mail. <laughs> That's right. We'd like to start with our uh, very anonymous writer, John. Don't, don't. Well played. And he's, and he's brought some pun. Yeah. I'm just going to say John Doe because I can't keep barking the Doe part. Okay. Sorry, I'm already exhausted. Uh, he, he hits us with not one. Not two, but three puns. So I hope you're ready for a one, two, three. Oh, thrice gun. Rap- yeah, a rapid pun combo. Okay, <laughs> are you ready, Flora? I mean, I'm going to need you ready. I'm the ready. The minute this pun's done, I need you on deck. Loaded. All I need to do <laughs> is lock it. <laughs> what? I, when you're done, it'll be locked. Rack it. John Doe hits us with the following puns. Strike one. I hear McDonald's has a new breakfast item that will blow your mind. The perfect McMuffin. Strike two. A bunch of rich bags of hot air that try to control the world with high, squeaky voices. The Balloonanati. Oh, and strike three. How about, a, how about a guy who works on movies whose specialty is making stepping in shit sound sexy? Alistair Foley. Oh! oh thanks, John Doe. Thank you, John Doe. Oh, see? 
Way to go, Flora. Uh, I have a, a uh, mysterious missive from Ooh. friend of the podcast, Dottore Belordo. What? Yes, the Detroit same. The Lord of Man of Science? The Man of Science. The Man of the Blastro Podcast. The Parsec Award winning. Yes. Blastro Podcast. I didn't realize uh, that he could get uh, emails out of his pod chamber. I thought that it was thrice insulated. Mm, he, he's got a special tube. <laughs> Wait, no. He's got a special turb. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yes. Dettore writes, Gentle Moon. Using science, I have discovered a host of new mundane superpowers. Considering that you yourselves are scientific men of thought and beardful struggery, I'll leave the task of deciphering what each power does up to you. Love the show, big fan. <laughs> Haru, Dottore. Thank you, Dottore. And the powers are mm-hmm. pragmatism. Um, does that mean that you take a very level-headed uh, uh, approach to things, but you can um, also attract people who are pragmatic? You can move them through the air. I think I I I, I took it as you can filter level-headed decisions through yourself into a rainbow of possibilities. Oh, I like that the pragma prism. I like that. Okay, what's next? Uh, right, next heliportation. Well, that's easy. If you're in a helicopter, you can teleport. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Stecromancy. Ladies, it's not too hard to get me to uh, rise, as it were. Wink. (laughs) I I have to leave that one to you. What do you think Stecromancy is? Stecromancy. I have a a horse in that race, so I have to recuse myself. (laughs) I think that that you are a practitioner of uh, Ars Magica, uh-huh. that you can, uh, um, all, all your spells can only affect you. Sweet. Dave Stecco. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, a Stecromancer. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm really into it. Thanks, Dottore. Thank Belordo. you, Dottore, or Thunkia. And, um, you know, I guess maybe give a, a meat snack to your idiot roommate, Mark. You know, just something to say, hey. I probably won't kill you Maybe. today. <laughs> All right. Moving along. Oh, another friend slash lover oh. of the podcast, JVG. Jay Gish. He's all up in our grills with a pun. Come on. <laughs> JVG writes, your listeners are probably too young to know this. Yep. But in Kenyamba. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> But Inkinyamba spent a few a few incandescent weeks atop the zeitgeist in the 1950s hmm. as the chanted choral response to the Perry Como novelty hit, Who Kenyamba? <laughs> Hilarious. Thank you, JVG. And I like Perry Como. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, we heard from JW, who agrees with us. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thanks, J-Dubs. Uh, he says he could not agree more with our candid review of Monster Queef. Oh, that was filthy what he did done, done to he that, says that show's name. That show is just a bunch of hot, stinky hair. <laughs> Unfortunately, he listened to our podcast that we mentioned, our our glowing review of, of Monster Quest. Uh-huh. 12 hours too late. Oh. The night before, in a post-work stupor, he watched not one but two episodes Ooh. of it. Sasquatch and Bigfoot. Mm. 
What? That's what they do, man. That's monster queef for you. Wow. He says he's learned his lesson, though. He'll not stray from the blurry photos camp. Good. Today on the Redundant Cooking Show, we'll be reviewing hot dogs and frankfurters. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Stupids. Well, thank you. Thank you, JW. Thanks, JW, and I'm glad you're in our camp. Yeah. Any other camp is stupid. Yeah. I'm going to go with the whole name on this one. I know sometimes we protect anonymity, but Rice Swagger. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. What's up, Quinoa? You ain't got shit on me. He's walking like it talks it. (laughs) He's married to his wife, Jasmine. (laughs) Oh, nice! Get your puns out of me, listener mail. Sorry. (laughs) This is their time. (laughs) This is when they shine. (laughs) He writes, hey, Daves, uh, before Slenderman's more nefarious antics, few people remember that he owned a very successful caricature business on the pier known as Renderman's. Oh, yeah. Mm. Man, I should have have invested into Slenderman puns. Sorry, man. That'd be be rich. (laughs) After that failed, he started a tailor shop for the lanky cryptid in your life called Menderman's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Menderman's. If you guys are planning on doing another haunted locations show, you should come check out the Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City, a place so haunted that NBA teams blame losses on staying there. Also, there are a huge amount of creepy things associated with Gettysburg. I've heard that a bunch. That, sure. I've that, got ideas yeah. for that. Oh. <laughs> um, I've also, yeah, I think I saw one of those um, Facebook articles going around. Uh Facebook articles being crap that other people post that I just like see the title of and then keep scrolling. Right. But I think I saw something on that Oklahoma hotel. Oklahoma hotel. Oklahoma Oklahoma hotel. Motel. Motel Motel six. (laughs) And he wraps up with, uh, I just wanted to, I wanted you, I just want you to know that I would buy a crap ton of slurry photos merchandise. So you should get on that. That's true. We do need to merch this shit up. Slurry photos, though. Oh, uh, but he's going to settle for the donate button. Thanks, Rice Swagger. Thanks, Rice Swagger. Oh. Keep that swagger up. Mick, Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that'll be yeah, four beers that's, deep for that's me. That's what you did. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is Don Luke. What is my defender? Don Luke! You managed to sneak up on your friend Sergeant Garcia. See, and I have my imitation of your horse. Oh, you are very stealthy. You are like the cat on the rooftop at night. Oh, but uh, uh, the joke was on you, for I was in the no point of sleep. I was monitoring the entire area and was well aware of your movements. <laughs> but I enjoyed the, uh, the, the silly farce of pretending to be startled by your magnificent steed. Oh, don't look. My dearest Sergio Garcia. I must say, my journey to the great ciudad has not found me in good spirits. Okay. My old friend. <laughs> I, am, I am just so entirely awake. In these times of stress, your stoic machismo, which has often given me great comfort, 
yes, would si, have been si. most welcome. Do I am yet days from your beautiful hacienda. I hope to be with you soon. Well, I mean, me too. I mean, I assume you're speaking in some emotional level as you are only a few feet from me discussing this. Uh, but maybe emotionally, you're coming to the hacienda, which is a place of safety and love, uh, which as two men, we can enjoy without things getting, uh, uh, let's say, uh, crazy or weird. I mean, you're not good coming on to me, Don. Not that I would say no to you. I could deny you nothing, Don Luke, but I see. In the meanwhile, Oh, see. <laughs> I give you these puns so that you may think of me well. Yes, yes, a puns is safer that way. It's less to explain to the neighbors. Have you heard Mick Jagger's latest single about a bad date that ended with a puddle of tears? Uh, no, but I do like to dance if that's what you are asking. It is called Squonky Tonk Woman. Oh, I see what you have done because of the squonk. The uh, other day, I encountered a rather pale cowboy carrying a filterless cigarette who may or may not have been a bobcat. When I asked him his name, he introduced himself as the Vampire Beast of Marlboro. <laughs> uh, this is, and it is uh, full of flavor and blood. <laughs> Finally, a spiky furred animal with a hand on the end of his tail that wears very short pants. The Capri Zotter. <laughs> he would do well to dig clams in the tide pools <laughs> with the pants like that. <laughs> Am I right? Don't look. Adios, el felicidades! Vaya con Dios, mi amigo! Wow, that was, that was some showmanship. <laughs> now we got one from Darren. Oh, hey, Darren, Darren. T. What's up, Darren? Oh, Darren T is taking us to task for uh, uh, our clear love of of Thor, and yet we have never done uh, a Norse Legends episode. Oh, ho, ho. Really good idea. And he wants to know if uh, Thor's hammer knocked us senseless. There are like no less than 12 various replicas of Thor's hammer in this home. (laughs) Flora is into Thor. I, you're right. We should do a Norse Legends because no one knows shit about him. I, 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 uh, yeah. You're yeah. brilliant, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Well, because you say it so, we make it so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no problem doing that. Maybe we, uh, maybe we'll save that for the the colder months. That's to so make it far from now. Apropos, but mm, I don't know. It's summer. It's summer well, in the Norse. Too. Maybe maybe we do Egyptian legends in the meantime. Ooh. <laughs> no, f- that dude. <laughs> all right, all right. What How about we got? just all play Age of Mythology together, and then we get the best of all. Nice. Worlds. My screen name is uh, Stecromancer six nine six nine six nine four twenty. I've got uh, I've got I've got an email from Jonathan. Ooh, that's right, Jonathan. Jonathan says, hi, Dave and Dave. Well, hi, Jonathan. I've been listening to your... Hi, Jonathan. I've been listening to your backlog of podcasts, and I really enjoy your work. Well, <laughs> aren't you just my, the my, Dickens? My. It sounds like we have written this ourselves. Who's our new favorite, Jonathan? 
You are. You are. Uh, Jonathan has a pun. Okay. It's a strip club uh-huh. for members of the New World Order. Nice. You know what it's called? What? Illuminati. As in, oh, don't you. Exactly. I like that. Huzzah! Woo! Welcome aboard, sir. Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, love keep, it. Keep working through that. It's growing by the week. Hopefully. The and, backlog. Uh, and finally, to conclude, oh, this esteemed gathering, listen to me, I once again lament the, the absence this evening of our dear, beloved Lord Two-Stroke Engine. We have missed his... his Repetitive puttering and his way of filling a silence with a comforting noise. Perhaps we could hear from another member of this esteemed society, one who enjoys feasts of holding the fanciest heart. Ladies and gentlemen, I should like to turn the floor over to one this gray cat. Harumph, 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 harumph. Is that Grimace from McDonald's? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> did, he ever, <laughs> did he ever do anything but just be a big purple amorphous blob? No. Did he ever speak even? I don't know. F- Why did I just get I would get pulled down the Grimace hole? <laughs> Why did we all? Yeah. Why Sorry, did everybody. Us- uh, this is Grey Cat's time. Oh, uh, Grey Cat. Oh, man. And Grey what cats, feast is, well, actually, is fancy for us? It's it, weirdly apropos that we got pulled into a grimace hole. Oh? Yeah. Because uh, he's got a pun for us. The fanciest of, of puns. Uh, a hamburger from Burger King that was quickly discontinued after several people ate it went crazy and jumped out of windows. The BK Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's f***ing awesome. That is the high quality pun I've come to accept only from Grey Cat Fancy Feast the Third. That's right. Lord Grey Cat of Fancy Feast Manor. <laughs> I hope I hope you can uh, come back, and I also hope that Lord Two-Stroke as well. Indeed. I hope he is not in, in any ill health. Thank you, Grey Cat. Thank you. Oh, good evening. And thanks to all who have yeah. written. Yeah. And now for the results of the 2014 Ms. Cryptic Contest! <laughs> Way to dick me over! <laughs> That's right, the votes are in. Oh, this is the moment that some of you have been waiting for. <laughs> Fair number, though, compared to last year. Yeah, yeah, it's becoming more and more popular. We've, 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 we've done it. We've made it through five grueling weeks. That's right. Of nonstop athletic competition, talent contests, uh, swimwear, scarularity, scarularity, um, fang strength, <laughs> and and horrible uh, growling speeches. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the menace factor on the growling was, I thought, a really big indicator this year. Yeah. We didn't see that in years past, the, just the sheer menace. That's right. <laughs> the contestants are, are bigger, better, faster, stronger, and... The top three yeah, that just, made it to the top of the heap. In no particular order, Flora. Jeff, the talking mongoose. Boyden. The manticore. What's all this thing? <laughs> What's all this thing? <laughs> and the squonk. 
Scratch, scratch. <laughs> Squawk. Oh. So yeah, that those are those are your your pretty pretty ladies all in a row. And but only one of them can wear the tiara of thorns. <laughs> can be placed inside the golden cage where science can monitor it for the next year. That's right. And we could use it in songs and intros mm-hmm. for the next two. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 guys saw all the huge lucrative deals Bat Squatch got. Yeah. He signed with some pretty prominent uh, brands. So, uh, uh, so who claws their way out of the the dung heap uh, of, <laughs> I, of nasty ladies? This I'll tell year? you, this is my guess. This All is right. my this is my last guess of the 2014 Ms. Cryptid contest. Okay, you've been mm-hmm. uh, two for three. I'm really hoping. I mean, and I'm I'm personally in my heart, but also in the interest of the podcast and the interest of of lucrative endorsement deals in the future. Really hoping for Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Okay. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I, that's what in my heart, I think that's what the people want. Who's your dark horse? Squonk. Squonk. Squonk's a dark horse. Huh. So Manticore is just right out. No, 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 no. That's the thing. Like, I think Dark Horse, I think, would be the one I'd least expect. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it makes sense. I I don't know how to use words. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Flora, you're sitting at the tabulator. Percussion section, may I have the timpani, please? And the winner of the 2014 Ms. Cryptid Contest is... You know, I'd like to take a moment to talk about water filters. (laughs) Your family is at permanent risk of the federal government seizing your your life-saving water. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my ad button went off there. (laughs) My bad. Uh, let's get that timpani back in here. <laughs> Jeff the Talking Mongoose. <laughs> I wish that we... I feel bad that we don't have confetti falling here in the studio. <laughs> Next year we'll have to get pop... A little pop champagne. We shoot each other in the face with confetti guns. <laughs> We're winners. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Chicago podcast team murder-suicide news. <laughs> It clearly said, do not aim at face. <laughs> they, they talked about the occult, so clearly <laughs> yeah, they were into weird stuff. Their huge <laughs> Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Congratulations, yeah. Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Oh, you are the winner of that, the 2014 Miss Cryptid Contest. And Jeff is the only winner. There's no other winners. There's That's no it. other winners. It's just Jeff. Thanks Bye. for listening. Wrong. Oh. We have to crown... A winner mm-hmm. amongst of the voters. you. That's right. You, the uh, the participating electorate of this very holy procedure. That's right. You get to share in the golden goatman yep. with Jeff. Who will it be? Remember, everyone got one vote for each week mm-hmm. and that each they voted. Vote was an entry. Each vote was an entry. Up to a maximum of one a week. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and four total. You could have had four votes in here. So we put them all in my Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest Skull Bowl. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet bowl. I like it. Do you hear all that paper rattling around? My dad got it for me from cereal. Way to go. <laughs> all right, yep. There, oh, there we are lost one. We lost one. We, we have a, a ship jumper. Shoot. 
Somebody doesn't want to win. I know. I know. See, this is what this is why standards are important. I'm getting I'm getting it right up here so you can oh, yeah. hear. It's a lot. We had a ton of entries compared to last year. Yeah, thank you guys. We, last year we were able just just to scribble them out on pieces of paper to make the the final draw. But this year we had to like make a spreadsheet. I had to get a, <laughs> a paper cutter. It was it was more work than anyone wants to do with scissors. All right, I think they are. Yeah, you you mixed them before. Yep. I just mixed them live. Pre-mix, post-mix. Dave, who's it going to be? Oh boy. Boy, let's see here. I really want to get get to the bottom of this dish. I don't know why we're sitting like <laughs> ten yards from each other. No, because this is how we do. Oh, oh! I found it. I can you feel got one. it. I can feel it. There, th- that's it. There you it. go. All right, all right. I have the winner in my hand. I have not yet looked. Now I'm looking. The winner is. Steven, that's right. You win. Congratulations, Steven. Yeah, you are a giant winner. You're going to get a prize pack. It's going to have some stuff in it. I tried. I was in Denver last week, and I tried to find a, a plush um, Blucifer yeah. at the DIA, and they don't sell them. How stupid is that? Very stupid. God. Uh, we could we could just make one. You could probably buy a Denver Bronco and then just spray it blue. How that? How would that turn out? Just like Lucifer did, I'd say. <laughs> Slightly less uh less uh, lethal. Uh, yeah. Steven, uh congratulations. I don't I don't know that we've heard from Steven in listener mail or anything like that. So yeah. Steven, you're you're a maybe a lurker listener and, and we thank you That's for that awesome. e- even so. You represent the silent masses. And but now uh, you really should like be like I am Steven. Here are my following commands to you, the listeners. <laughs> we need a manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> we'll need that uh, in writing um, by the end of the week. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steven, we will send you an email. Yep. Uh, get your get your contact information so that we can get this glorious prize package. That's sent. right. Now, I'll, I will say, though, if we don't uh, hear back from from you within, I don't know, a couple weeks, a few weeks or so. Yeah. I'll keep these names in, in this yeah, bowl. We'll, we'll, we'll draw, we'll draw a, uh, a runner-up. A runner-up. But probably won't be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. You're huge. And I hope I hope to hear from you because otherwise we'll we'll find someone. <laughs> to, we'll find someone worthy of our love. You're gonna you're gonna get a lot of swag uh, mm-hmm. coming your way. Once we once we hear back from you and stuff, so if you have a hard time if you have a hard time sleeping and you you wake up and and everything we sent you is sitting on your chest, you might be swag ridden. Swag ridden. <laughs> I heard swagrin. <laughs> I'm like, why would it be like? Yeah, oh, well, he yeah. will be. He is for the Every moment day he I'm hears swaggerin. this. He's, yeah, he's gonna like. Oh, it's time to get my mozi on. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Stephen. Yes. Congratulations, Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Congratulations, everybody. Yes. What a successful uh, miscrypted contest. Oh, I can't Thanks wait. for listening. I can't wait for next year. I'm already excited about it. That's right. The third annual <laughs> 2015 miscrypted contest. Oh. Onward for glory oh, and prizes. And uh, uh, if you like the way we did it, let us know. If, yeah. you, if you like the streamlined version, the extra kind of, kind of dealio as opposed to a whole. How big a slice of cryptid do you want? Yeah three as opposed to four what do you think because we're just we're like prostitutes we want to give you what you want yeah for money <laughs> <laughs> all right thank so, you thank you thank all you for thank making you for this a successful uh 
made-up contest. That's <laughs> right. Look forward to uh, July. We've got mm-hmm. uh, lots of fun stuff coming up in July, mm-hmm. including something we've been missing for a while. Quality. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost stories. Boogity boogity campfire fun. Thank you for, for coming, uh, being our, our emotional mochete. <laughs> cut cut through this uh, this jungle. Wait a minute, our our emotional machete or muchete because Danny Danny Trejo and his machete muchete. And what is important is it is three distinct words. <laughs> also, machete does not text. It's the other thing you need to know. Uh, go to blurryphotos.org, find all of our old episodes, find how to like us on Facebook, yep. find how to get on StumbleUpon and figure that out. YouTube, uh, Twitter, blurry underscore photos. Yes, we love the tweets. iTunes. Sweet tweets. Subscribe, rate us, uh, review us. Yep. Uh, on blurryphotos.org, you can also find a donate button. Uh-oh. That's our El Dorado. Yes, it is. Um, wow. And you found it. You found it. And you, and you make all our Spanish conquest <laughs> dreams come true. Nightmares. Wow! I guess I I guess yeah. I kind of you should. You, I you, went too 180. soon. Yeah. Too soon. One eighty on it. Anyways, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been just take it, you son of a bitch, L. David Florado. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> You know what? I, I'm fighting like the fact that you always get to go first. I'm I, fighting it from here on out because you just keep thieving it. Oh, do I? Mm-hmm. Because I'm the one who can never think of, of the name. I never have it prepared. And I've mm-hmm. I've been turning that I've been backing that truck. I've been going to JB Hunt and I've I've learned how to back this semi up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, reference. National Trucking Institute. <laughs> Ask for me, Jackie. <laughs> oh, man. Next, I'll get my correspondence degree in paralegal. <laughs> and I'll do it lawfully. <laughs> so just jump in there. It's fine, because I'm similar, but very different. I am Dave El Hombre Dorado. Oh. Stecco. That's right. The Goldman. I'm, I'm David Goldman <laughs> Stecco. Adios.